Oh, since we're on the food tip. So, yeah, Norman Wong's here. We, you came at the right time. We're talking about... Yeah, so we were... Uh, we were going to do a live taste test. Our favorite subject, food, buddy. Okay, there you go. Well, what about food? What about it? I want to... Br- I have some weird stuff so, that we're so, going to try. So, Richie brought some snacks. Okay. Oh, bonus he gave us a. He gave us a little preview. Okay. What's in so, there? Richie, you're in charge of... You're in charge of... You're going to lead this one and tell us what... Start, right. start with one and let's move along. Do so we need to explain? I'm a big crisp chips head. Same. And this is a hot and spicy braised duck tongue. Braised duck tongue flavor. And anyone, anyone. <laughs> so anyone who's shopped at an H Mart or a TNT has noticed Lay's China comes out with these wild brolic flavors. Ooh, that's Asian smelling. <laughs> it smells like they all smell the same. Kind oh, of, that's, right? That's like northern good. Chinese I like spices. That. I like that. All right, I, I, stick in. When I was in Thailand, I ate all the different varieties of Lay's chips. Yeah. There were some bangers. So do you think they're licensed out like Carhartt's licensed out? <laughs> 100%. You know what I mean? You know, like All this Carhartt fashion shit is not oh, Carhartt. We know that, right? So is this not Lay's? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Duck? It's a little spicy. Hold on. So this is, sorry, this is, say it again. Duck this Duck tongue. This is duck tongue. You flavor. know what? I've had duck tongue. Okay. They nailed it. They nailed the flavor. Mm. It's good. That's good. I'm not mad at it. I usually hate Taste, these two. Um, Whoa. It does taste like duck. It slaps, right? Wow. It does taste it's like duck. It's ducky. Holy yeah. shit. That ta- that actually weirdly tastes like duck. You can get a bit of that. Because duck's like the lamb of poultry, right? And it's got a bit of that. It's got that quoi. funk. It's got that funk. All right. It's got yeah. Yeah. That, it's got that Present the next lake. one. Norm. Water. Well, it's just really boys. Wait, wait, Watch out. When did you score it, though? I say like a nice um, 6 out of 10. Six out of ten on you the duck six tongue. Six out of ten on the duck tongue. I would give it a. I'd seven. give it like a maybe. I'd go a, higher. I'm gonna go with eight. Seven. I think this is really good. The two Josh's align on an eight. There we go. Richie, that's like a seven point two, seven point four for me. Okay. Yeah. I it's mean, spicy, I, I've though, been too. living in the the most sour cream based chip flavor. Okay, Wong. So right. you and Norman are really tight because he just walked up here. Oh, we go way back. Yeah, we go. so you just enter the house type of thing. I mean, like Josh's name on my phone is He's Josh like Little Girls because of his band. That was my, my so he shot my old band. What, I met Norman in like 2008, maybe. Oh, I got to give you your propers too real quick. Thermal. Yeah. Best band name ever. <laughs> Before Thank I you. knew you. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. wild fire name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great band. Okay, name off this okay, next chip one. we're opening. Hot and sour lemon braised chicken feet flavor. Holy fuck, that's a mouthful. <laughs> so, wait, that, that, that's, a, that's a mouth marble. Lemon braised chicken, chicken feet? Chicken feet and then tongue. Wow, chicken feet and tongue. Hot and sour lemon braised chicken feet flavor. Well, that's fucked up. four billion people can't be wrong. It must be good. <laughs> this will be an interesting one. Do I smell? Different smell entirely. Oh, wow. It's kind of not my vibe, though. It's got a bit of acidity to it. Oh, I like it has that. a bit of a... That's, that's my vibe. That's a bit okay. of a, a bit of a... I don't know. Right? It smells old. Oh, wow. It's better than I thought. No, we're scoring out of 10. It is citrusy, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Oh, the lemon. The lemon. Oh, oh wow. man. I usually hate these Chinese chips, I'll be honest. Yeah, these taste like acid. But <laughs> this one I don't love as much as the one. I like this one more still. The duck one is nice. The duck one actually I, I like. This one's randomly more. sweet almost. This well, one's that's a little, what I mean. it's, it's they a make little them too acidic. Candy. It's too acidic for me. I don't hate it though. I don't hate it either. I don't And it's different enough that it's exciting, right? Like it's a But here's the interesting interesting thing about these there. chips is that do like do they sell Big bags of these, like in the way that you buy like a big bag of Lay's. So I've been, when I was in China, I didn't know. I mean, I haven't gone in a long time. I feel like this is very much like you have a couple. I feel like this is not the kind of thing that you like have a bowl of. Well, check out that sizing too, right? Like here, it's family size or the little That's takeaways what I'm from. You know, this is like to share with your your partner. <laughs> Still a six out of ten. I'm I'm down to a six as well on that one. I'm gonna Last drop one that one eight. to. I'm gonna join the Josh the Josh uh, connection here. I'm gonna give that yeah. one a six too. I think six as well. Yeah, yeah. Solid six. It's, yeah. Okay, so yeah. we have a shared sensibility in the room. Mm-hmm. And we have one more, I believe. No, there's two. <laughs> oh, shit. So let's go you savory, and then the end will be the, the sweet mm-hmm. part. Oh, the sweet okay, one I'm excited this, about. This one's, I got weird with this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is this now? Fish snacks, dried roasted seasoned stingray? Or a st- sting? <laughs> Did you say stingray? Yeah, stingray. stingray. It is Bro, stingray. Bro, you're like 007 with <laughs> okay, these. Wait, can wow. you? I need to take a picture of this. Can you pass me that? 
You got the WWF of Asians here. I know. <laughs> the full the full foundation. <laughs> Do you let me ask you guys a question? All right. You know, I'm not jumping the gun. Neither you guys are Asian, right? You weren't raised in an Asian household. Sometimes Do you remember first trying am, to but... learn how to use chopsticks? Do I remember learning how to use chopsticks? Do you remember? I, I was like, I would eat. I was eating sushi from a very young age. I learned, I think, pretty young. I don't remember it. So I would also say that I learned because my best friend, yeah. growing up, as a kid, his name was he was he was Asian. His name was Dragon, and sorry, his born name. Or his Dragon. government named Dragon. Dragon. Fire. Yeah. Straight his mom fire. was from Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, but he yeah. was the... I mean, we were obsessed with... An, we got into anime. We would like get into like Pokemon cards at one point. Different things. But he was the one that... I don't think necessarily taught me how to use chopsticks. But it was something <laughs> that I like... I, I, I can't... We were I, around them. And I was around them enough that like I was kind of like... I should just learn how to do this... Yeah. At like you know age six or seven, and like oh yeah, you're an early or just chopper. like or just like you know it's like you know you get a you get spoon and, you get a spoon and chopsticks yeah, you know I would see them using the chopsticks and the spoon together yeah, and I would just be using the spoon and then I'd be like kind of you know ex- experimenting with the chopsticks and then That's it was great. kind of like a thing where I just kind of figured it out. But sorry, I have not tried this. Uh, Oh yeah, what did we rate the stingray? Sorry, this, this is, sorry, sorry, this is stingray, right? Stingray. So this, it's essentially it's for those listening, it's a jerky, but it's fluffier than I thought. I gotta say, I it's didn't hate fish it. Jerky. I didn't hate it. I don't hate it. And fish, fish jerky. I'm, it's sad they're using some real stingray, but what fish jerky is common in Asia, and I like that? it. Yeah, cuttlefish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm giving that a, I gotta say a seven. I'm I'm going five. It's not for me, but I, I appreciate it. This is where we break. I think. I'm going like seven, five, maybe even eight. Oh wow. shit! Really? I think I, I found my my flavor twin, bud. Because <laughs> in Trinidad, saltfish, salt cod, is a very common ingredient. We I eat it a lot. I like. I've had a lot of it. Ackee and saltfish. You can make acra out of it. You can make all kinds of things. Like even I remember once, like you know, when I started dating my girlfriend Lauren, like I would like. <laughs> I would, but I would go and like you know buy like some dried salt cod, and like you know you you you, you rinse it and you can make things out of it and you can just, right, right, just right. eat it with fucking ba- bacon salt fish. It's like it's another thing. Fun. Like so, this reminds me this texture I'm very accustomed to. I've grown up with this. Like this, I'm gonna actually maybe. It's funny more. growing up. You know those you see in all these TV shows now, and it's like it's almost corny to the point where like they always like highlight. Uh, immigrant children on shows or like they talk about people being afraid to bring their lunches to school all that stuff I don't know if I had that experience but I definitely can connect with a lot of that stuff and there's a long about way to say I would never take back anything and I'm so grateful that I come from a you know Mm -hmm. something that's not just you know an immigrant household and like I get the best of both worlds here do you think that has to do though with growing up in Scarborough being around like for example i would without even knowing you i would assume based on you telling me about your childhood that you right. were not the only asian student in your grade even it was a lot less than i gotta say actually okay interesting. yeah it okay. was my okay. neighborhood where i grew up now it's there you'd be you'd be lucky to find a white person okay or a black person the only reason i ask is because yeah. is because i i it's all changed it. Not to be like, you know, like pro sort of Toronto and in the sense of just like, you know, there's so many, you know, multiculturalism, blah, blah, blah. But I yeah. do feel that like even specifically with my upbringing and the different groups of kids I knew, there was never like one. Oh, there was 100% like, there was now. like, yeah, there was like 10 of each. So it was kind Bro. of just like somebody had a, someone had some fucking different shit. And I it was like, like, oh, so does like three other, like no one was like. You know when you like see I, those things on TV, it's like, it's like no, the totally. One kid with the the, like we can all test like the homie um, Nick Chen, my my homeboy since high school, mm-hmm. brother of mine. I remember calling his household, and he his his family is uh, Chinese Jamaican. I never knew the what the fuck that was back in the day. Yeah. I call his I call his crib like yo is Nick home and be like, you know <laughs> Nick not home. It'd be like some like straight up patois shit. And I'd be like yo what, <laughs> and then I was like why is there always beef patties and like you know because his family like. Was in that business like a lot of these well, beef patty shops? This are is my th- owned by with, Chinese Jamaicans. Do you know that there's a there's a quite I, I shouldn't say large but there is a substantial, chi- like, sorry Chinese population in Trinidad. 
Yeah, like, like, 100%. Like, like, like this is like, I'm, I'm talking like, I remember being a little kid and like, you know, seeing an Asian person in Trinidad with yeah. a Trinidadian accent and it blew my little mind. Whoa. I was like... <laughs> some of it like. I could have my history wrong but a lot of it comes from like them importing help to get the uh, railways built in mm-hmm. Canada and them mm-hmm. not leaving and then just the culture at the time and still is it's entrepreneurial and it's yeah. like you know when my great grandfather came here on a boat I'm talking months traveling Yeah, we're not talking overnight oh, right? like, how did your family get here Norman? I think by plane yeah but like was it an immigration story of the 80s? I, I, I know it was in the 70s yeah. Yeah, I, I got kind of very hazy on that. You're born here. Yes. I love that we're getting a little bit of a Norman interview. This is the closest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the closest yeah, yeah. we're gonna get. No one's putting you on the spot. No yeah, one's yeah. putting you on the spot. No, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm commiserating. Not commiserating. We're, we're aligning because we happen to be the same, of you know, bloodline, yeah. so of to speak. But no, yeah, I, man, Toronto being multi, like, dude, it was sick. Like, growing up, I could understand Patois and listen to dance hall and watch. Jamaican movies and be fine. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like learning another language, even though it's not an accent; it's a dialect. Let's yeah. be honest, right? Yeah. But like, I don't understand Creole or like, <laughs> right? You know. But like, but that's why I'm as, good. It's not as hard as you think it is. A lot of this stuff. It's like I you kind of just Maybe. have to like. Sorry, I'm going back for some more Stingray. <laughs> I fuck with this shit hard. This is good. Stingray, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I need a little loony sized. Uh, this is like not bad. Stingray. First question I had for Richie, now that we're here, you went to high school with Oliver El Khatib. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about I this. did not expect this question, actually. Interesting. Well, you know, you know, who's, you know who's responsible for this one? Who? Never mind. I can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> so Oliver El Khatib. Yeah. Where do you want me to start? Like, legend. From the beginning. Like, but, but legend, how, legend, were, were you legend. guys, were you guys I mean, friends? Central, Central Tech legend. is one, Central Tech so he's is a one Central of, Tech man. Central Tech is one of those places. To me, it's the most, uh, to me, Central Tech represents what really, what Toronto is really like. Yeah. In terms of all the different classes that go there. Well, I mean, because, it's, it's Bathurst and Bloor. It's, it's, it's kind of, in a sense, a true middle point of the East, the West, and the north. North. I can't say south because we don't go far enough south. But you know what I mean? No, like but... If you have kids from all of different neighborhoods that would go there. And oftentimes, a lot of them were either kicked out or didn't fit into other schools. So you actually yeah, exactly. Kind of, you kind of I, was, of, I was one of those ones that got kicked out of ESA. Mm-hmm. And most of the time when you get expelled from a school, most schools won't accept you. But Central Tech was a last chance school. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So you had all the misfits that were at Central Tech. I don't know how Ollie ended up there, but he was from Humberside. So we all went there. Ollie, we're all part of the art building. And he, what can I say? When Remember when 3-6 Mafia Stay Fly came out? Of course. And Juicy J was wearing that skull shirt? I stay fly. That guy was rocking that shit way before that. Like, right. I remember we would wait for everybody to get out of lunch because there's all these graph writers everybody was there and every day was like what what is ollie gonna do today you know what i mean (laughs) and like he would drive me home sometimes and i remember i was still on this like backpacker tip you know when you're listening to underground hip-hop of course high roll all that shit come on little little little, little black star little uh exactly you're all political lounge and we booked i booked ollie for one of my first parties at labyrinth lounge at bathurst you know where Future Bakery is? <laughs> yeah, of oh, course. Future's Bakery was <laughs> legendary. I did my first... Like, Side <laughs> note, Norman, Norman's first date with Jules. Oh, wow. It was a Future oh, Bakery. How do you know that? Wait, which location, <laughs> guys? Because I, I know everything. Wow. Which you location? You know everything. I also know everything. <laughs> We're talking Bloor? Yeah, yeah. Bloor, Bloor in like... Uh, I remember Brunswick being there on Acid in the 90s. And Bloor and anyways, Brunswick. that's another story. Go. So, did this party at Labyrinth Lounge and I said, fuck, I just want my dream... DJ lineup. I so I had Kayla, K Wonder. Yeah. Also a legend. Yeah, K yeah. Wonder. I know K. I know K through through Matt Langel. Yeah, who we uh, had supper with the other night, right? That guy's a G. That guy's oh, a true. G. That guy's I don't know I don't know him, oh, but I know I know I know of him. We've yeah. we've yeah. If you can get him on here, that would be I'd really love good. To. Um, He's a legend. So it's him, Frankie Guns. <laughs> Do you know Frankie Guns from Play D? 
No. Legendary jungle DJ. Shit. So it was him and uh, who's the other guy who's like affiliated with UR, but it was these two guys, Dave Cooper and Frankie Guns. These were very influential house jungle DJs. Mm-hmm. So I had Frankie Guns and then I booked Oliver El Khatib. So at the time so we were he playing, was a DJ. I didn't know that. He's sick, dude. So we were. <laughs> really? I remember Wait, when we were playing DJ? all this shit like Black Star and like nonfiction. We're like, yo, the real shit. And we're like, why is it, why why aren't girls dancing to this? <laughs> <laughs> Oliver came on and was playing David Banner and fucking clips, and we're like, holy shit, <laughs> this is that real BET basement vibe, you know? This was shit that I was scared of touching because like. I'm a fucking nerdy, but this guy was playing this shit and he, and he was just, he was selecting it and dropping it. But there was, there's so much. Uh, We're talking vinyl? Vinyl. Yeah. We're bringing vinyl. Yeah. Richie, my, closer, closer. And my boy F-Star, he played too. He brought like 13 crates. It's like, what the fuck? Oliver brings like two record bags, kills it. He was playing like Dipset. He was playing all that shit that was Damn. at the time. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Cameron. Cameron. I didn't fuck with all that shit that, at that era. That's when I left That's hip-hop. That's what I'm saying, I was dude. dumb, and now I look back, and I'm like, oh, what That's an era. That's what I'm era. saying, yeah. man. That's the thing, though, is, is you never I realize I jumped it at off the time. at that point, yeah. You don't know. And at the time, too, you have to understand, we're at this age where we're consuming music, and we're sort of, we're going to be the ones going into the clubbing scene and whatnot. Yeah. So you, if you're going to be in fashion, you kind of have to touch on the sort of... Um, what do you call that? Nostalgia. Yeah. So sometimes if you play a track too early, yeah. like pump up the jam. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah, play it. It's not cool. Saying. But you play four years later, it's cool. Oh, yeah. You can play pump up the jam now. You couldn't oh, it's in hot. like 90, yeah. 98 even. It was like you too could late. play. You could play, uh, you know, Backstreet Boys right now. It's low-key hot. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, like... But this this, this connects to the thing that, that Austin and I talk about often where I'm, I'm kind of thinking about how like, you know... That little gap that we're very much talking about. We're talking has, okay. We're talking two thousand early. No, no, no. no. The, the, the gap of, of whether it be the the late nineties and right. the jam, or the mid two thousands and like a kind of corny rap song. That okay. that gap has now shortened, which is very interesting. Oh. Whereas, like for example, there's things that me yeah, being, something that's lame last year is like kind of sick. If you yeah, <laughs> me being a millennial, I'm just like I'm, I'm like ah, you don't touch like da da da. And then some some Gen Z's like no man, fucking Fall Out Boy is like sick. And yeah. I'm like I'm like yo yeah, like true. what's up with Fall Out Boy? Doesn't matter anymore. Like Fall Out Boy's not sick, is it? I can't. It's <laughs> not shit. sick. But my point is very much no, that. But I don't just say I see you. That's like, saying. There's like there's like a there's a intersection where it becomes cool. And if you're a tastemaker, a consumer, it's gotten smaller. It's smaller like that's where that's yeah. where the no, it's different. I think that was just like what we were listening to when we were like ten to fifteen. Yeah, it gives Follow you that feeling, right? Yeah, it gives you that feeling. It evokes that I nostalgic it. feeling. Yeah. That's all. No, it is. Right. No, Follow Boy would be a bad example. I would you're say right, like mixing like I don't know, uh, like something from if you're reading this, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's right, the like, right. like that, yeah. you know, true, you know true, what I mean? Like that's that's the loop I'm talking. Like Follow Boy isn't the best example. No, but Oliver was like he. Sometimes he would drive me home and he would play shit. You know, you would burn CDs back so then. Wait, 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 did he, wait, was, was Drake That's in dope. the mix here though? No, no, no. I, I will never ever say I know fucking Drake. There's no fucking way. <laughs> you know what? Even I will. Come no. on. <laughs> but, no, but you know what? You're not going to, I'm not going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish this, but I want to say that you probably do know Drake as well as every Toronto person knows Drake. Which is kind of no, no. He can't. I mean, he can't speak. I, I, he can't speak. I, I, I can't say. I, I work with him. He, he can't I mean, say I sure. respect him, but I'm not. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say I know him. He well. knows you by your first name. Sure. Yes, we say hi. He doesn't. We're, know we're cordial. Is. We're, you know, we're good. We're we're we're. Fine. My point yeah. is, you've met Drake. Yes, he would come up to Goodfoot Nomad, at Young and uh, Bay or Bay and Blue. Did you work yeah. there? Yeah, because Langel made me and. Yeah, Adam Jackson. Langel. What a connector that yeah. guy is. Yeah, pre OVO, he would be playing like, so he'd burn CDs. And it was the love first it. time I actually, he put on Justin Timberlake, Like I Love You, <laughs> with the Pharrell <laughs> yeah. breakdown. Is that the Timberland track? Yeah, the, tim- the yeah. no, Pharrell, uh, Neptunes. Oh, uh, word. And at the time, because you're so brainwashed into thinking that commercial music is shit, right. I was like, what the fuck? This guy is insane. But he was on to something. Yeah. yeah. He was fully on to something. Yeah. And obviously that first, uh, what's that first Drake EP that came out? So Far Gone? 
That's Oliver. I wasn't a fan of Drake then. That's Oliver though, now, man. Then. Mm-hmm. The Leaky Lee samples, Animal Collective. <laughs> Peter oh, Bjorn and John. That's all his Peter taste. Bjorn that's him, dude. Right, right. That's, and that, that, that kind of gave Drake some flavor there then. It did. Well, that was when he was he, like, still doing the kind of like, I'm the... That was still when you have to remember that this is an era when that's interesting. the sort of quote unquote hipster world is still very much prevalent. So you oh, have, remember that word, Jesus. So you ha- my point exactly. <laughs> that's a word actually. These but but, but you have but you have a Kanye kind of going into a graduation kind of zone. Yeah, into with an A-Track, A-Track, yeah. A-Track. working with like A Track and also working yeah. with like So Me and like sampling Daft Punk. So yeah. like it makes sense that a Drake yeah fringe time, crossover shit. Yeah, this was yeah. this was the thing. Yeah, but whoever thought house and hip hop would mix, like. There was Tiger just dropped. I yeah, I know, but that was, was like Salt Peppa and like Thing would do it, or but like Jungle Brothers and shit. But Jungle like Jungle Brothers, yeah. But like, didn't like Tiger just sample a house track not too long ago? Like Tiger, straight, Tiger, like <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, Tiger, no, no, yeah, Tiger, Tiger, sorry, Tiger, Tiger, oh Tyga. yeah, sorry, Tyga with the hard, hard R. R, yeah, yo, 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 it's all my tigers R. out there. No disrespect. That's so good. So good. No, it's awful. Get canceled by the Tigers. <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever. <laughs> hey, man. You know it's English, but you know I'm just using it. It's your world. I'm just using what I'm. Um, That's funny. Okay, so now, so, but but also connecting. So connecting these two early rap stories. The second thing I wanted to ask you, Josh. Yeah. You were offered a job at Easy, technically. Oh man, where the hell did you dig that up from? Because <laughs> this is the thing, I do my research. Yeah, that's my, my, I can't say my boy, we're not close, but you know, the uh, the other architect of all this shit, one of them for sure, you got to give it up, Matt, right? Who owned Who is, Goodfoot. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, he was behind all that stuff. And then, you know, he was a, he was, he was Kanye's guy for product. I don't even know fully. Yeah, he offered me a job. I was working on graphics for Pastel. Damn. And then uh, they liked the stuff. And uh, I was so close-minded then, too. Like, I had just gotten back from Vancouver. Yeah. And I signed a job. And, and I was just working from, you know, my place on uh, in, in Little Italy. And then Matt was like, yo, uh, you know, there's an offer on the table. Do you want to come to L.A.? But I don't drive, dude. <laughs> And my clothes, like, this is before Uber, right? I like come work for Kanye and me. You turned down a job with Kanye West because you couldn't drive. Yeah, that's a show. How like pig headed or dumb, dumb. I'm a very, I'm, maybe I'm the one of the dumbest people ever, but like <laughs> I was just like not comfortable with the idea. I'm like, I'm just gonna get out there and everyone's way too cool. I wouldn't be comfortable, right? You know, and that world, like. You know, what am I going to do? Sit there next to these supermodels that are like, and you know, in hindsight too, looking back, well, it would have been great. It would have made great connections, yeah. right? And at the time, huge fan of Kanye at yeah. the time. I'm, you know, I love his music. Yeah. Musically, I, I love his music. He's my favorite I can't artist speak, Yeah, I don't time. know the guy. But yeah, I did logos for that for Yeezy. That logo they ended up with Adidas is really close to what I had. You, oh, really? This, this is why to be I, honest. This, this is also why I bring it up. In all honesty. And we were freelancing for like... Uh, What's his name? Willow, who was the other guy in the mix. Okay. Hot shot. Okay. Willow's crushing it. I don't know him well, but I used to take meetings with him, and we'd be on the phone with uh, Vir- Virgil Abloh back Damn. then. Damn. You know, I, I, I did the logo. Me and Jazar worked on the logo. I crafted it for the Donda Foundation. Are you serious? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. I I wouldn't show it to you now. It's it's trash if I if I think back, but great foundation, I guess. I don't know. I have photos of the work, but like they've changed the logo since. Yeah, and his yeah. taste has changed. This is the cause era, but like yeah, we're talking early two thousands. But I did turn down a job Whoa. in L A to work for uh, for Matt and 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 all those guys because again, I don't drive and I'm just. If it's too cool, I'm not the most comfortable guy at the time. Right, I'll be right. honest. No, I understand. I, I would have been self conscious and like yeah. spending money, and I just it's, gotten back to Toronto. It is very interesting that you mention you know, it as a pre Uber era, which yeah, is a very bro. interesting way of putting it. I actually shout like, out to my friend Marina Kamlova, my old we used to party. My my homegirl, she showed me my first Uber, dude, here in Toronto. <laughs> we went to, I think we like who was your first Uber? 
I remember my first Uber, Marina. Shout out, you're not listening to this, but yeah. <laughs> Who was your first Uber? I, I don't remember. I really don't remember. Norman doesn't want Norman to Norman doesn't. He, he's just a fly on the wall. You have to, you have to remember that. And I was like, what's this Uber shit? But they didn't have that in L.A. I don't know what I would do in L.A. now. I guess Norman Uber, Norman right? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, man. Mind you, mind you, mind you, if the, if the offer was like, yo, come to Manhattan, in a heartbeat. I'm about walking societies, man. And this is why I bring this, bring this, me to Paris, bring me to London, bring me to Hong, motherfucking Hong. Yeah, yeah, this yeah bring me to Barcelona, give me to Tokyo. Totally, and this I'm is good. why I think the the LA thing is so funny to me and fascinating to me is because as someone who also doesn't drive, like you literally don't know how to drive, right? I've never driven once in my life. Oh, I've driven like two minutes in like ex girlfriend's cars or like you know like try this and like I've whoa ne- and I'd be like I'm not down. I have a nightmare. I don't drive. I don't know Dude. how to drive, bro. We gotta shake hands on this. I, I've I've never I've never I've sat in the I've I've sat. That's in so the Josh. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a fucking. So you, you wanna know why? It's a lot it's, of synchronicities here, it's Josh. So Josh. And yeah, so, Josh you know is that don't drive. We man. grew up in the fucking city. Why would I drive? I can do whatever I want. When you know. have a kid, when you have a kid, the city, I don't have a kid. Did you? God forbid, I have a child. Kid, Norman. No offense, I love him, but. Trying, trying. I did, man. You could. Can you drive, Richie? I have my motorcycle license. Yeah. I don't, yeah, drive, no, like, I don't drive. I'm a walker. Girlfriends get sick of it real quick. In the no, I'm a life. I'm a walking guy. Like my thing is walking in the city. I like to walk in the city. But dude, you could have been working for Kanye if you fucking drove. So let's that. drop that whole thing. <laughs> but also, you know what? It, it, <laughs> I, it, I don't it, think I want to. Work it, I was gonna it. say in in the in the in in where things have ended up now. I'm maybe fine. he did make the right decision. Yeah, I still <laughs> choose working for. Well, Kanye. my friend was making his eyewear. He, my friend Isaac, he's in Amsterdam. He has a sustainable eyewear company. He had the Gab Yeezy contract. Really? And when that anti-Semitic shit came out, yeah. he he made the executive decision like a day after and cut him off. And they yeah. lost they lost uh, quite a bit of revenue from just the consulting part of that project. Yeah. And that was massive because you're you're scaling huge oh, product. You're not wrong. So yeah, when crazy. he he told me how much he lost, just not from the so didn't produ- production side, just the consulting side of creating yeah. the product he was yeah. like dude i lost a lot of money Damn. you can make or break a lot real talk though like and no shade to any whatever shade whatever you want to call it but like is there anything they've put out under those labels that you personally would wear have you looked in my closet no have you, I, I've, nothing, <laughs> he's wearing a hoodie no dude <laughs> it's not just it's not me no i but i i own a lot of i own a lot of i own i own some music Oh, I don't know. I, I wasn't even being facetious. Okay. I got, I got, I got, I got a lot. It's not me. Like, this is not technically, but this is a, an, uh, sorry, a. Okay, um, but you don't, do you have boosts? No, okay, but I do, don't, but no, 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 I don't. But <laughs> That's I, sock shoe. I have foams. The foams are cooler. <laughs> I have foams. I have foams and I have 500s and I have shirts and sweaters. And okay. I got, okay. I got stuff. I see you. I the stuff. silhouettes are nice though. That's the one Josh discrepancy here then. I have stuff. Yeah, that's that's the one. Uh, okay, but the but, music though. I mean, come on. Life of Pablo, one of the greatest records ever made. No, he's one of the greatest artists of all time. <laughs> now that we're in now that we're a little now that we're a little tipsy and we're kind of getting into the real meat and potatoes of this. I want to talk about the evolution of Toronto and the good, the bad and the ugly. The evolution of yeah, just like this city, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this is this is a little more directed toward Richie because the last you haven't you haven't gone there yet, and I'm I'm ready for you to go here because we've hung out I don't know three or four times since I've pitched this idea to have this this pod. Okay. And you kept being like, I have a lot of things I want to say, a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Well, it's the love. It's, a, it's about, about the, the city, love. Though, it's about want, the love. But I, yeah. But I want you. To, I want to give you the platform to talk about to, to discuss. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly of the city. So, where do you want to start? Good, bad, ugly. Let's start with the. Let's start with the bad. Okay, out of the way. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so it's a privilege to be able to make lateral sort of like movements and like move to a different place, and like immerse yourself into the culture and understand mm-hmm. what it's about. You know, so we're dealing with social democracy in Sweden. Here, we're sort of disguised as a social democratic place, but it's really fucking capitalistic as fuck. Mm-hmm. People are very self-absorbed. Why? Because rent is insane. Yeah. yeah. You can't do shit. Like, it's disproportionate. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're fucked here. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? It's not sustainable. So, it's hard. I can't be upset because 
people are just trying their best to survive and then also do the best that they can do to be able to create art and to tap into the secret and make sure that people can experience this thing that we want to live for, you know, like art, yeah. music, culture. But we're not, it's not, the system is so fucked. Like, right. we're drowning in it. But then you go to a place like Sweden. How's it different there? Tell us. Yeah, school us. Well, there. I don't get it. Like, for, for example, I'll make it super easy to understand. What, when you grow, when you streets, grow up, like, let's say, yeah. when you go to school, there's no such thing as bringing your own lunch. Everybody has the same fucking lunch. Oh. But you know what that does? Sounds like Japan. You don't have to, like, when you have, everybody has the same lunch, you don't have to worry about your mom giving you the best chicken adobo to bring home to, uh, to school and everybody's, right. oh, what's the stinky shit? There, everybody has the same shit. So Homogenized. You don't have to worry about certain things. And then you don't have to worry about school. Like uniforms. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, because it's all provided by the government. So they're dependent on their government, whereas where immigrants like Toronto, I think 49% is non-white Canadian. And then hmm. Miami is the highest, such 51%. Right. Cuban? We, uh, not sure. But we have to deal with that shit. So here... It's like kind of every man for himself, you know? Right, right, right. But also here you're equal. In Sweden, I'm not equal. But there's no I'll immigration never, I'll over never... in Sweden, though. There's no immigrants really moving there, right? So no one, no, because they've like... made it really hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you, when you go back and forth yeah. and you're like, fuck, I see why everybody's struggling. And there's honestly, there's nothing I can do, you know? There's nothing. So that's the bad. That's the bad. But that's the bad of Sweden. What's the bad of... But what's no, that's the bad of Canada. No, that's the bad of Canada. Yeah, I guess the bad of Canada. I mean, like, what's Norman Wong, you know, you go to Germany. He, doesn't, your, want to, he doesn't want to talk about it. What's your experience? <laughs> <laughs> Richie, you're, you're you, pretty... You know, slow, you go, you go soft, there, it's buddy. very like... Yeah, I'm fucked. I'm fine. Yeah. No, but when you go to Germany, you see their idealistic world. It's very harmonious. What city though? Like Berlin? No, but no. no Where's your no. Fa- extended family from? Stuttgart. 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 I love the German language. But that's like, me too. Is that, it's, it's like, like a financial hot. sort of city? Yeah, financial, I mean, yes. It's, 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 it's like Rolling it's Hills. Affluent. I've seen yeah. it. It looks, like, it looks like Anna Green Gables. It's like, affluent. On yeah. Crack. Yeah. It's not or Berlin. Berlin drug. is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, Berlin is like, yeah. And has its own set of problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I love it there, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying, man. Okay, well, let's switch it. Okay, well, not to take over the pause, not my podcast, but was it good, bad, and the ugly? What was it? Yeah, good, bad. So and what's the bad what's of the what's the bad of Toronto? It's just like that was it. That was you it. know, yeah, it's it sucks because I know there's we have such a good talent pool, and people actually the thing is here we have the struggle and we can relate to each other because we've all had to deal with the same shit and the weather and, and the weather and. Also, <laughs> when you have an immig- like a population that has a strong immigrant um, generational flow, yeah, we can all relate and kind of feel this burden of yeah. guilt that our parents had provided us this privilege. Right. That turns into so, pride later. With yeah, the so band. the sacrifice, it's understood. It's like, okay, I, I, yeah. I'll take the shirt off of my back. Yeah. So that and we've, you can, we've seen it one generation yeah, away. We've seen it, and that yeah, that's not yeah. that's just that's just the surface. Like real talk, my dad. Yeah. it was fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But in Sweden, they never whack. had to feel this. So for them, when you and you know, I might get canceled. That's in a Sweden. great. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm gonna get canceled in Sweden for this, but there, <laughs> a lot of the time, the the sort of protest, it's all very surface level, because there's no civic courage, and and I experienced mm. this. Because they're so comfortable they're for so long. They're so comfortable. And, also- and I would be like, I would be on the fucking tram, dude. And I would, I, I remember like hearing someone say shit to this colored person. And I remember going up to them. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You can't say that. And then there was a commotion. Eventually that person left the tram. And then this Karen woman came up to me and said, why would you get offended by what that person said? And wow. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Nobody oh, wants twisted. to nobody wants to like stand up for that kind of shit because it's gonna disrupt the sort of like mm-hmm. Right, keep the waters the, pond, the, don't throw yeah, your rocks but in that's, here. But that's their shit though, you know? Yo, that's a so trip. for me, I'm what? different. So when I go there, yeah. inherently, like 
Yeah, you're, I'm there not, to, you're there to disrupt. Yeah, I'm not there as a... I'm not here to fit in. It's like they have this law called Yante, which is like 10 unspoken laws of xenophobia so mm. that they can create this like harmonious like space. Right. And already by default, I'm never going to fit in because I'm a different color. You're another. Yeah. yeah. I'm another. Yeah. So either I lean into that or I don't. But that makes you exotic there and opens up opportunities. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, they fucking appropriate <laughs> shit to, yeah. you know, they sweetify everything. And it's do you, do you, do you feel like you're like an exotic, like creature when you go there? Like KFC? No, like a peacock. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, you can't help you, it. Like, but like, like, you know, I'm talking so about... Even, I'm talking if, about even <laughs> if you are, it's a very stoic culture. So no one's right. going to really like... No one's going to be like, oh my God, you're fucking Asian, man. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh cool, you're Asian. Yeah. Right. Like, well, welcome to oh, Sweden. Do you like ramen? Yes. Oh, I make ramen at home. Cool. And you're like, yeah, it probably sucks. <laughs> they speak like that? Like that's Yeah, it's very monotone. You keep saying to visit want... you and you don't make it sound fire at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't bro. know. Is it depends on the day you <laughs> catch me, It sounds like me, an episode bro. of Twilight. It depends, on the day you, it depends on the day you catch me. And like me. the furniture's fire, but that only gets like you so far. It depends on the day you catch me, but it is Like very... I'm coming to see you for sure because you're fam, but like, I don't know, man. I mean, but I that's why I want to pro- provide this like... This, just don't this, act weird when I show up. Like, no. just be you. <laughs> I don't want Swedish I have, you. I have, it's like no, a black I, mirror episode. Dude, I, had yeah. to adjust, I had to adjust coming back, though, man. I feel like I'm going to be the Do you feel so? China you shop clearly feel, feel more at home. I mean, obviously more at home here, but you feel more yourself here. You can be yourself here. That's yeah, because question, yeah, yeah, we've had convos Over there, this. you can't. Like, I, I remember being at work and, you know, you'd be in service and people would be asking you, what do you think of this? And I'd be, and I would say, from my gut response would be i'm sorry like this does it's not for me but in the spirit of collaboration which is what their culture is based out of if you voice your if even if you say no there's no no there you can't you'll offend people because that means there's no like okay there's no discourse and they're all about having meetings about meetings about meetings so it's really hard because nobody wants to offend each other but we know that X, Y, Z, you know how to get there. Why do we have to complicate it to that point? But that's their culture. And if you don't go with the culture, then you are not a good person or you're different. So I've had to adjust to that because I've had to keep my shit down. And well, the first week he got back, we go right to like hanging with crew at a Chinese restaurant. And I'm looking at him like, yo, why are you being like so mo? He's like, it's just very loud in here. We don't talk that loud in Sweden. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Yoda. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, okay, so Richie's quiet now. And then I'm like, here's a point. And then I start noticing. I'm sensitive. Like, we are loud over here. Yeah. But now he's back to his normal self. But and like last week, like, he was yeah, professing yeah, yeah. that he didn't want to leave. I think that comes from, I think, a combination. But I think that's also just a very North American thing. It is, man. Mixed yeah. with just like, obviously, your culture as well. But it's yeah. like, it's like... Oh, man, there should just, be a, there just should be a fucking 100%. balance. That's it. There but should just, just any, be a balance. any sort of non every household I grew up in, whether you're training or yeah, I was gonna say it's just, like, you're just it's loud. Italian. You're, we're yeah. loud. We're, we, we're yeah. loud. Yeah, it's a loud. Chinese got me going to Chinese restaurant. No, but they keep they keep everything under here. wraps, so you never know what anyone's thinking. But Rishi, so what's I would hate that. That sounds what's terrible. your what's your ugly now about Toronto. Well, first of all, Wait, we didn't, didn't even I say get to the ugly good, about Toronto? except for he no, says, we, he was just no. I was getting into the good actually oh, because yeah. I was saying people know how to show up for each other here. Yeah, right. And people are authentic, more authentic yeah. than I think. So that's I what I love so about Toronto. Whether so you too. hate my work or me or love me, at least people are elusive. Slip. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> people are elusive in Sweden because they'd they'd rather, rather they would rather be like, no, I'm not going to help you tomorrow because I'm getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. And in Toronto, they'd be like, well, I'm getting fucked up, but yeah, I'll help you. But then tomorrow, the next day, they're radio silent. So they would rather like be in like... Can you- <laughs> radio silence is very Toronto. But in Sweden, they would be like, no, you know what? I'm getting fucked up. I'm not going to help you move tomorrow because I'm going to be hung over. And you'd be like, oh, fuck you. I respect and that. And then here, yeah. here, they're like, yeah, let's fucking get lit, get the bag. And then the next day, yo, moving people are here. Nowhere to be found. Right, right, you right. right. High, high key, different. never ask me to help you move. I will rather give you money. That same. 
I'd Sam. rather give you five hundred dollars, a thousand bucks. I'm not fucking moving there's, anyone. There's Seinfeld episodes written about this. I will never move anyone. If you ask, here's here's the way it works. You should only ever ask your closest friends. Huh? Flattering to help, to help you move. Like my even my brother, for instance. You wouldn't help your brother move. I'd give him money. In a heartbeat, <laughs> you just pay for the movers instead. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not out here like that, like that. I'm not showing up yeah. like that. I'm not crazy with like money, yeah. but like I'd be like, I would happily pay for yeah. a mover. Yeah, I'm not moving you. No, the thing is, I haven't, I haven't helped it's anyone. The most nightmare thing to do. I know. The thing is, but it's but here's the thing: if you know how to do it, it's not as crazy <laughs> as you think. Well, it just is. like driving, I'm never gonna learn. So fuck it. But the thing is, like, I had a friend help. I had one friend that I called that I that owed me a favor, and I was like, "Yo, help me move." That's a real one. And then. all I all I said was, "I have everything packed up in like little like boxes where it's no, I don't have a grand piano." I help I, all my friends move. I love bro, you know what's funny? Move. Not but to bring them up again. That, the, for, the last person I moved was they gave you pizza Zar. at the end. Really? <laughs> I almost broke my f- freaking leg. And what year was this? Like 2008. <laughs> bro, this would have been no. This was around 2013. Okay. Okay. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Nightmare. But yeah, so what I was saying about this like being honest thing, you you can't be too honest with people because then you're considered not a team player. What's mm. funny is I feel that way in Toronto. People say that about New York, people say that about Toronto. That I, yeah, that's that's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Like, you is heard it, people is talk just, about is it Toronto. The more capitalist you get, the more honest you get. That's what Sky Kelton said. Really? Sky Kelton said that. That seems to be she, the way that it is. She's been working with people in New York and they're like, you guys are too soft. You mm-hmm. don't actually fucking say what you really mean. This is what I'm trying to. This is why I'm waiting for you to keep going harder, Richie, because I was expecting you to go harder and I didn't want to force you to go harder. Go hard. But then man. you got to push American. me. You got to like be nudge me. No, I know. We are, we are capitalists, though, for sure. We're, we're and I, didn't, weird I actually didn't even realize though. how capitalist I was until I was sitting there. You know, seven years ago, and this dude asked me, I didn't have a job. I was sitting there. I was running out of money. It was evaporating, you know? I was sitting at this cafe, and this old guy asked me, he's like, oh, Sonny, where, you're not from Sweden, Sonny. are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sonny, you're not like, from here, are hey, you? Hey, son. They say, hey, son. Hey, I can tell you're not from here. How, what I you, can what, tell you're not from here. I wonder how. What do you think of this place? And I said, the first thing I said was, fucking give me... Give me some injection capital. We can make some businesses happen. He's like, ah, okay. So what are you going to do with all that money once you get it? And that I had never thought of. All I could think of was making money. But once you make the money, what do you do with it? I had never been asked that question because in Toronto or North America, what we do is we think of making the money, making the money, these bandits, uh, you know, um, these band-aid solutions to commodify these problems that we have. But there, they don't think that way. They think of solutions that are sustainable mm-hmm. because they're rich. I also have a question for you, though, Richie. I have a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a completely different question. Where did Le Creepture come from? Oh, shit. What do you mean, the Streetwalker. name? <laughs> the name Le Creepture? Yeah. I just like combining words. Like I came But you've also had this name for like a decade. It sounds like an album. It does sound like an album. It sounds like an iconic album. The Creepture? I don't know. I mean I just came up with a just like combining words. Like Love. like even like my, my new my Creep new, and Creature? My Swedish moniker, which is Yantelogum. Yantelogum. I, I, I noticed. <laughs> Yantelogum. So, Yantelogen is the Swedish word for that like ten rules of you know, like nuanced, passive aggressive, xenophobic oh, shit. shit. Ten crack but then Yante combined <laughs> yeah. with logom. Logom means um, if I asked you, oh, how do you want your coffee? And you go, oh, logom. Like it means you just want it just the right amount of sweetness and cream. So yeah. it's like moderation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Middle ground. That's a middle ground. So, so that's your single logom is the most Swedish word. Everything is logom. Why is Swedish minimalism Swedish minimalism? I don't know. Why is, when you look at, when you think of Swedish minimalist design, what comes to mind? What's the functionality? How do you think of Swedish minimalism as a, Ikea? That's all I can wrap my head around. But when you think faces. of Ikea and H&M and Spotify, what are... What about Acne? No, Where's but acne what, from? yeah, no, Acne is a different... But what, those three companies that are scaling globally, what are the three philosophical sort of um, things that tie them together? Tell Spotify... 
IKEA and H&M. Cleanliness. No. <laughs> you can say guess. that about anything. Yeah, true. What do you think? Like simplistic. How they do business, know, you mean, or how they thing. show up? No, but or this what's is what's in our a, mind. What's left in yeah, our mind? Yeah, IKEA, Spotify, and and H and M. H and M. Tell me what you think. Why? Why are these these major? Why are they killing it? Why are they killing it? Biggest in the world. Uh, it's not about that they're clean. It's not that convenience. It's tied to it, but you can narrow it down even more. Give us the word, man. Do you want me to just go to it? Yeah. yeah okay. It's this idea that it's accessible. So H&M took high fashion and made it accessible to everyone. IKEA made high design Mm -hmm. and made it accessible to everybody. Spotify made music accessible to everybody. So this is what Swedish... This is what people are doing. What do they call it there? I don't know. Oh, I thought you had a word. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not that smart. Like... But do you see do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Is, of course. is the guy in Succession uh, <laughs> Swedish? Oh, the guy, yeah, yeah. Is he Swedish? Uh, he, Matson, yeah, Matson, Matson. Is he, is he oh. Swedish? Swedish? Because you know what's funny is he is almost the exact opposite of everything we've been talking about. The so the, the oh the guy Swedish. in the second season of Succession. Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah, he's yo he's, he comes to my he's a he's fucking been asshole. to my bodega actually. But like he's he's honest as hell. He's you know to a fault. Can we talk about Bodega Nord at all? Yeah, or no? sure. So what is your what is your connection to Bodega Nord? Is that that's well, I, I I came there as like to help. So basically, this concept that we, but it, what Bodega Nord is, is something that me and my business partner Victor we've been discussing for a while, and they don't have this idea of a bodega or sort of like a deli space in Europe, Northern Europe specifically. They don't have that culture, and it was during pandemic where all these restaurants were pivoting to these uh, sort of bodega spaces where they had wine shops and they made like more accessible meals to take away, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still kind of exists. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Dean and DeLuca in the skeleton of a Scandinavian building with fucking Lambos or whatever shit that I took here. Yeah. We made there. And it was very disruptive. It is very disruptive till this day. And I was also, because I miss ethnic food, I was making, I was making Trini doubles and jerk chicken. There. <laughs> and that shit for them is they only see it on TikTok, dude. Yeah, right. And it was weird because it's like, do I deserve this? Because to me, this is just what we do every day. Yeah. But people there were freaking out over it. They're like, this is cool. And I... I really appreciate that. I, I really like that I can provide this experience for people. But uh, yeah, so that's the bodega. Yeah. And and you're no longer a part of it? I'm a passive partner. Okay. Okay. Passive now, partner. I never got to try it yet. Quick, quick question. What is the connection between Bodega Nord and let's say Adrian and Milu? Oh, Milu? And... Uh, yeah, I the brought boys. those. Yeah, I brought those guys on. Yeah, it was during pandemic. Shout out they, to our boys, yeah. our boys that we roast and make fun of, but they are our good friends. So yeah, we, even, we actually don't even make fun of them. They're actually just no. our friends. We just like we joke about how much we spend our money at their establishments. <laughs> those guys, I and I involved Mikey. Yeah. Uh, in the early stages of because uh, they were expanding. Should we go to Bowie after this? Uh huh. Can we get in? <laughs> I, I think, think so, I, think, yeah. I think with this crew we can fucking. I literally just got a text. We can do. You want to go to? Well, yeah. Let's let's go and let's fucking rip it up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I invited. I involved Mikey. Yeah. So we opened up two restaurants at the same time, which is psychotic, because the logistics of doing that with a small group of people. Mm-hmm. I would probably. I mean, I would do it again, but I would do it differently. But Mikey was involved in opening this bistro side of the. The business and then yeah. i did the like more casual side okay and if you want to look at it levels like uh palavas was designed to be a drinking place because that's where margins come in right with alcohol yeah and bodega was supposed to be cultural right okay so palavas was like tapas small bites or not even? no bistro bistro like, style uh, like oh a proper carte, meal a la carte but stick around and drink yeah okay. so it's basically a milu yeah but you, but you can celebrate there yeah. Right. And Bodega was. Bodega more was like, 
Bodega <laughs> was a Bodega was a Bodega was like edgy. It was like yeah, you know, I was running the social edgy. media. <laughs> there, that's edgy. They didn't like cut the crust. Fucking off the putting sandwich. salt and pepper on your meat is edgy in Sweden. Dude. Right? Like, you like that one? It was, was MSG. That was good. In the- Damn, bros. I think we're now. This is now the longest episode we've done in, in a minute. Not the longest of all time. This is just. This has just been a nice two-hour episode. It's time to wrap it up. Yeah. So. Is there anything that we're missing? Norman Wong. <laughs> anything we need to, anything we, can we just, okay, shout out to the homie Norman Wong who's sitting right next to me. No, I don't to- say this to you enough. <laughs> Fucking love you. It's the reason why I met this guy and I've met your partner and podcast. You Norman's a are, connector. You're uh yeah, you're, you're, you're this golden wire in the plug. He connects, you know, like me and you were not just fucking bro. We're just and friends. we're going to break the, the joshes, man. We like the same food. We like slimy cakes. We like slimy cakes. We like fucking nineties rap music. We can't drive. We're Kanye music fans. And then, but this is, this is, this is the beauty of this. This is like one of those things that like, it's funny. I know this episode is actually going to get a lot of streams yeah, because sure. whenever we get like, you know, quote unquote, big people, yeah. they get the streams and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this is a weird thing that's going to, this is going to hit the, this is going to hit know. the city. You had homie from like, uh, who's the musician you had? Was it Mastercraft or from? Uh, Desmond uh, Bowe. Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian yeah. Granger. Yeah. But this is my point. It's like things, things hit in little weird ways. Norman understands it. Right. He only pops up, for, he only pops up every now and then, but he's also... He didn't want to say it before, but he's my Nardwar. <laughs> he's the reason why. Nardwar? No, he's the yeah. Nardwar. No, I tried. I gave gifts and everything that were. But but connecting. but he's 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 when I was like asking you questions and you were like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> he's the guy. He's Nardwar. the guy. We have we. He, I called him before this and I was like, just let's just. You know. He's the cold pod unofficial consultant. Yeah, he's a consultant. Yeah, he well, consults. He helps. He's the motherboard. But he wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen. I'm happy he's even here for it. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Josh Pong, Richie. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. much for coming Thank on the pod. Love you, you This is gonna Super take. Nice. This is gonna Super be a nice. big episode to Super edit nice. because there's a lot of crunching and chewing and all kinds of bullshit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>